Oh, glorious God, wonderful, mighty Prince of Peace. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that you have set here beside us, allowing us to come back into this edifice, Lord. In spite of all that's happening outside, we are warm within here. And so, Lord, we come to lift up your name in praise, worship, and give all glory unto you. We thank you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it because God is so good. God saved us from the storm last night. So when you woke up this morning and realized that the battle was decided in your favor, you ought to came running to the church with a sense of thankfulness. The Lord says, praise him in the tabernacle. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the sultry and harp. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud symbol. Praise him upon the high sounding symbol. Let everything, let everything that have breath praise the Lord this morning. I don't know about you, but I'm just happy to be in the house of God this morning. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. This is truly a high Sabbath because we are celebrating God's man today. Amen. God's man servant, Pastor Fields. On behalf of Pastor Fields, First Lady Sister Melody Fields, we want to extend a warm tabernacle of praise. Welcome to you. This is the church with the open door where everybody is somebody and worship is truly a joy. Is there anybody worshiping with us for the very first time this Sabbath? We just want to acknowledge you. Just wave your hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sister Betty brought some of her friends, family today. Praise the Lord. That's what it's all about. I see Sister Tanisha back again. Amen. She came last week. That's Brother Carlos's cousin. That's what it's all about. That's how churches grow. Invite your family because it starts at home, right? And then it spreads abroad. But we want to start it right here at 1721 Parker Road. And we have our special guest. Last, Last time they were here, we were remiss. For some reason, but that will never happen again on this side of Jordan. Amen. We have the pastor and his family. We have Mother Fields. Raise your hand. Amen. Welcome, Mother Fields. Your son has just been just a blessing to us. We just want to let you know that right off the top. As they say, you did good. I know you brought that belt out a few times, but praise God, it worked. Amen. And his dear sister and her husband is here. Amen. And her daughter, amen, praise the Lord. We just praise God for you today, all, everybody that came to celebrate, amen, what God has done and what God is doing today. It's just going to be a high Sabbath. Now, we just have just a couple of announcements right at the top. We want to know, we want to let you know that on tomorrow, we're going to celebrate the life of Sister Eddie Mae Wellington. Amen. Amen. We're going to have the memorial service at 2 o'clock right here. So I want you to support the family. Amen. Amen. I want you to continue to pray for Elder Wellington. It's hard losing your mom. Amen. Amen. And so we want to continue to pray for the Wellington family as they go through this time of bereavement. Amen. Amen. But Elder Wellington is encouraging to me just his spirit. Because he knows that the dead in Christ shall rise first. So we don't have to despair like some do without any hope. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And board members on Sunday, on Monday, we're having our board meeting, the last one of the year. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We don't want you to miss on Wednesday night. We have a special prayer and praise on Wednesday night online. Amen. And next Sabbath, we're going to have another high Sabbath because we're going to be having our Christmas cantata. Amen. And the pastor's going to cap it off. The choir's going to take it up to the mountaintop, but he's going to take us all the way up to the top. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then on the 25th, Christmas falls on a Sabbath. Amen. And uh, we, we're, gonna, we're not going to be here at Tabernacle of Praise. We're going to allow you to celebrate Sabbath in your home, but we're still going to be online because the pastor's going to be preaching on that Sabbath. So don't stand by the, by the chimney waiting for Santa to come down. We will, unless you're waiting for the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen. So on the 25th, we'll be celebrating online. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So at this time, without any further ado, we're going to ask our head usher. <laughs> come on, Sister Brenda. Sister Brenda Phipps has done a wonderful job throughout the year. We just want to affirm her. short and I'm going to speak first as the usher, as a head usher. And I would just like to say, you know what, I just thank uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Fields, for like, you know, adhering to when I ask you to do something or announce something. I appreciate you doing that. And then I appreciate you like, you know, allow me to do like, you know, my job as an usher. I appreciate that. Uh, as the clerk, I appreciate working, you know, with you, and, you know, we, 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 we get along really well and stuff, you know, I listen to you, you listen to me, you know, get the minutes together and everything, and I appreciate that also, but what I really, really, really appreciate about you is that, from my heart, you are a man of God, and you know what, and um, it's just that when you speak, and then, you know, I, I feel the spirit, and here at the Tabernacle of Praise, we really do need, like, you know, a pastor that loves God and loves the Word of God. And that's the most important thing here. And I know that I don't hardly know you, but you know what? From what I've seen of you up to this point, I'm really enjoying your message. Like I said, I really, really appreciate your love of the Word. Amen. And, you know, I just, you know, uh, pray for you and your family and uh, your lovely wife and stuff. You know, she's always here smiling. And you know what I'm saying? And, and all of those things make a difference and stuff. But like I said, the key thing is that the Lord sent us another pastor that can lead the flock correctly. And, uh, and, I, and I appreciate all of that. And... That's all I have to say this morning. <laughs> so, bless you and your family. Amen, amen. As, as our Deacon Rackley comes down, and I've been instructed to stand here in the middle so you can stay in the light. You got to get a wipe. First, give a 
We're going to reverence our Lord. And then we're going to honor this man of God. And we know we've only had him for a few minutes up to this time. But my experience from the time I met him, he seemed to have a, his feet planted and planted in the garden of God. To me, he seems to be going one direction. All right. And that's up to the hills. Mm -hmm. right. We know what comes from the hills. Yes. Mm -hmm. And me as a witness, since I've met him in a short time, I can tell you, and he, I hope he don't hold this against me, but I feel like all this help is coming from the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's right. But when he speaks, he lets you know. His mind is just set on one thing that's glorifying and satisfying God. So at this time, on behalf of the deacons and the men's ministry, I would just like to present them with a, it's an envelope right now. <laughs> It'll have something but in it. Due to, due to circumstance, it will be fulfilled at a later moment. Before I sit down, a few weeks after Pastor Phil was assigned to us, I went through the experience of losing my mother-in-law. Most of y'all know my wife, Queen, which you knew her before you knew me. So, But just from the moment we called, I called the elder, Paul, and he said, well, I'll call the pastor. And I, I asked him, was it okay if I speak with him too? I just want to say, from the moment me and, wife, me and my wife, Queen, called you, he didn't hesitate, he didn't short step, Come on now. He, didn't, he didn't run at all. Amen. He was just there. Amen. He Amen. came to the house, he told us whatever we needed, just let him know. Uh -huh. And whatever we wanted to do, then he would be by our side. So he opened up the doors to this church to allow my wife's family to come in and hold the homegoing services of my mother-in-law and her, and her mother. And I appreciate him for that. But what most of all I appreciate him for is the word that he goes out of his way to instill in our hearts each and every week. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask brother, our technical support man. Amen. Brother Lewis. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. You know, when you embark upon a new pastor, everybody comes with a new style, new personality. We were in a whole different situation. As, all, as we all know, COVID had hit. We had been online all year mm -hmm. with Paul we were running stuff Paul and Teresa was started off then the carols would do their thing and then somebody would preach and then when he came in it was like okay now we have our leader mm -hmm. and he can lead us and he stepped just right on in yeah. very smooth no big changes some people come in and say, no, we ain't doing that. No, we ain't doing that. We're going to change this and change that, and everybody's up in arms. We didn't have that. Very, very, very smooth transition. And I really appreciate you and your wife. When you all really kind of took over, and after a while, for a few months, 
You let us just roll. You didn't complain. But then after a while, you're like, you know what? Me and my wife are going to start opening up. I was like, okay. Well, that's cool. And everything just kept rolling. And it's been rolling ever since. And I really appreciate you and your leadership because I need that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with this technology. You know it. It's a lot. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, podcasts, our website. We are the only church in this conference, Pastor, that has all this technology going. It's been going for 10 years. So we've set it up for you. You step right on in, and I really, really appreciate uh, everything that you have done to make my job smoother. So me and my wife have put this together for you, sir, for you and your wife. I just want to let you know I really, really appreciate you. call up our prayer warrior, prayer sister, Sister Betty, come on up. Happy Sabbath to my beautiful family at Tops. Given honor to God, who is the, not only the head of my life, but who is my life. I thank and praise God for one more day. We give honor to you, Mother Fields, and to your sister, sister, daughter, and to your husband. We thank you so much for blessing us with such a special pastor. He is truly a blessing. We thank and praise God for giving him to us. Pastor, First Lady Fields, we love you so much. We appreciate you because it's truly an honor to give you so much love on this special day. You're so worthy of the love that people stand before you. You know, when I think of you, Pastor, I just said it time and time again. I said, one thing I know for sure is that you was God sent. You've been chosen, you've been qualified, preordained in the household of faith. God has you in his arms. Praise be to God. You need not worry. You're going forth. You're taking top to a place where we need to be, a higher level in God. We thank and praise God so much for you. We appreciate you from the Bateman family. Giving honor also to my husband, who is my world, the love of my life, my sister, my sister Opal, and my grandson. I love you all. Thank you all for coming. We want to tell you, Pastor, you are such an amazing pastor. You have visited our home on occasions. Nobody would do that but you. And you have a heart and a soul that's set out for the compassion of God's people. And that makes a difference in life when you have that type of heart that's set out for his people. You came to our home. You showed so much love. We appreciate you so very, very much. Opal, she's been sick. She's due to have surgery on uh, Tuesday. 
pastor said was on his heart to come see her, and he did exactly what the Spirit of the Lord said he was going to do. He came right on in and prayed for her. She felt so much better. You see, she made it today, praise God. We thank God for her today. Yes. And I thank and praise God for your compassion and your love that you have for people. Never lose it, Pastor. We need you. We're going somewhere, Tops. And we're going somewhere with our new pastor. Because you are love. First Lady Fields, you are most beautiful. You know, every behind, they say every good man, there's a good woman. Behind every good woman, there's a good man. I say, you know what, but we thank, praise God, for the God that sent in you all. May God continue to bless you all, bless your marriage, bless your children, your family. They are beautiful. I love you all, and we'll just keep on praying. Thank you again for being our pastor. We love you, Pastor Fields. We love you, First Lady. We love you, Mother Fields, and we love you, family. We've been blessed today uh, for someone that's come here to Tabernacle of Praise from the St. Louis uh, judicial system. And we want to honor this person by standing as we welcome in Circuit Judge. Let's stand. Circuit Judge, do what I say. <laughs> You may be seated. <laughs> there will be no giggling in this courtroom. You will be dismissed. We are here on business today. Jonathan B. Fields, Jr., would you please stand and raise your right hand? right hand do you promise to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and I'm going to emphasize the whole truth here we go do you have elders meeting every Saturday morning for about an hour and a half before church starts are you a preacher okay how long have you been preaching here at the Tabernacle of Praise? Do you enjoy this job? Do you love all your members? How long have you been um, grinning like that every Sabbath when you get up? Every Sabbath. Are you happy to be in Tabernacle of Praise? Is that shown by that big Kool-Aid smile that you give every Sabbath morning when you're up? Did you help the church to get ready for the saints to come back after the renovation? Did you help pack bags and take some of this stuff to the homeless people? Have you been to the hospital visiting church members and their family? Have you attended and preached at funerals for people you barely knew? That's not funny. Have you preached your head off at the Tabernacle of Praise? Have you made it a point to be the best-dressed pastor in the Central States Conference? Have you given Bible studies to potential members that you never met in person? 
Have you actually helped physically go out and move a member of this church during the pandemic? Have you visited people that were sick and had COVID and brought food to their house and set it on the porch during this pandemic? Why are you laughing in this courtroom? In this courtroom? All right. Is your favorite member Beverly Stewart Anderson? You promised to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. All right. Okay. So this is the jury out here, and I'm going to ask them, how do you find this man? Is he guilty or not guilty? Jonathan B. feels you have been found to be guilty of all the things that have been mentioned before. You are sentenced to being the pastor of the Tabernacle of Praise with a forgiving heart, kindness, honesty, sincerity, with happiness and peace, doing good and giving your best because that's what you're called to do. You have been found guilty. Take your seat. Bring the bag. Okay, that bag. Pastor, we do love you here at the Tabernacle of Praise. And for those of you who don't know, I am his favorite member, Beverly Stewart Anderson, just to keep this thing real. Pastor, I'm not good at doing things, but I worked hard on this one. So I want you to know, it might not be $2,000 in there, but it's at least 15. I really don't know. I really don't know. Pastor, there are some times when you, when you were out visiting, somebody had a birthday, and they had gave out candy bags, and you said you didn't get a bag. So Elaine decided that she would get you a whole can of candy. She said, you don't need to share this with your wife, even though we know you all do everything together. Uh, wife, you're not supposed to get any of this. This is just for the pastor. Pastor, enjoy. Pastor, as a pastor, there are some things that you need to know. Your breath needs to be fresh at all times. It has been charged to me to make sure that you have mints. You may not like the cheap ones, Starlight Mints, but you might like the Lifesaver Mint because you're going to need this sometime. But don't get up too close to the people if your breath stinks. Here you go. That, that's for you. Okay. Now, there are some things as a pastor. I'm going to move quickly as, as quickly as I can. So, pastor, there are some things that you need to know as a pastor because you have a wife, and sometimes you need to take some time with your wife, and you need to light a candle. There you go. I'm going to help you with that, Pastor. See, that's sweet. That's sweet right there. And so what also you need to do sometimes is don't touch her with your rough hands. Put some lotion on. <laughs> don't come to church shaking the people's hands with your hands being rough. Pastor, we know you like to kiss your wife, but make sure your lips feel good. Chapstick, don't come to church with your mouth dry. After you pull off that mask, you might need to put some of that chapstick on your lips. <laughs> Pastor, every now and then, the mint doesn't do any good. You get you some gum. You need some double mint. Now, that's for the church. This is for the wife. Juicy fruit. <laughs> Pastor, every now and then, at nighttime, you need to pull your wife to the side, tell the kids to go to their room, and you need to pull out some bubbly, sparkling grape juice. Now, Pastor, there is a movie night. Come on, friend, you got to move faster than that. Every now and then, you have to have a movie night where you just relax. You and your wife kick back and eat some popcorn. Don't my help is moving kind of slow this morning. Don't charge you to it, though. So, Pastor, we're about to wrap this thing up. There's nothing better than getting money. Now, there's no money in here. I just had to do this for the audience. Go on your cash app. For those of you that would like to give money to Pastor, 
You can ask me about his cash app. I will give it to you after church. If you didn't come prepared, he'll take that during the week. Pastor, I know how much you love your wife. I know how much you love your family because we hear it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm not mad at you for that. But I just want to take you back. I took some time and I put this together for you. This is just for you to put in your office here at work. Can't you go back to some days when you first got together with your wife? Don't they look beautiful? Did y'all see that? That Look at it after church. But here's another one. Pastor, we want to let you know that we love you here at the Tabernacle of Praise. If there's anything that you need for us to do. The last thing I want to ask you, Pastor, why did you hold that revival for a month during the month of November? Don't you ever do that again as long as you live. Everybody be safe and enjoy today. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We thank God for our pastor. And they say, beside every good pastor, there's a good woman. Pastor could not be what he is today if not for his strong confidant, Sister Fields. So, Pastor, we want you all just to come on up here so the people can see you real good. You and your lovely wife. Now, I know that we normally celebrate the pastor's um, appreciation in the month of November. and But because of scheduling, we had to push it back. And I know some have already shown their appreciation in the month of November. And we just want to uh, just tell you, Pastor, how much we love you. And we know the P in pastors stands for his preaching ability. Not only his preaching ability, but his pastoral leadership and for his praying. He's a praying man. Amen. 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 The A stands for his being ordained by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit. Amen. His anointing. I'm sorry, his anointing. (laughs) He is ordained and he is anointed by the Holy Spirit. We thank God for that anointing because without the anointing, he would not have the gift of preaching or praying. Amen. S is for being the, the shepherd. Mm-hmm. The shepherd of this sheep. Tabernacle of praise. And he is the good shepherd. He is a good shepherd. Amen. Amen. The T stands for his teaching ability. Amen. Amen. He trusted, he trusts the Holy Spirit and he teaches us every every Sabbath. Amen. And the O is for his obedience to the Word of God. Amen. And last but not least, R is for the righteous life that he tends to live every day. He strives to live for every day. So we thank you, Pastor First Lady, for taking this this arduous task. It's hard in 2021 being a pastor. Pastor came in 2020, August of 2020. Amen. And he preached online all the way up until September of 2021. So he's only been here in the physical church for four months. But we praise God for his, for his dedication to tabernacle praise and most of all his dedication to the Lord. So let's stand to our feet and show our love and appreciation for our pastor and first lady. I don't care where you go from here. Know that you're loved here. I don't know about any other church, but right here, you're loved. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated.
I'm going to let my wife start off. Happy Sabbath. It's such a blessing to be here at Tabernacle of Praise. We look forward every week. When we're out of town, we're thinking, what is going on? And I'm on my phone with my phone sitting next to me saying, ooh, they singing my song. But I thank God for Tabernacle of Praise. I thank God for each one of you all, um, for the love that you are showing my husband here. For I tell you, some nights he be like, ooh, he get the rub in his head. But God is filling his, his head, and I just thank him for being my pastor as my husband. So I praise God for this experience here at Tabernacle Praise. I am so at such a loss for words at this time. I'm so thankful, um, so blessed, so honored um, to just hear these words of encouragement. Um, Sister Bev, you talked about my smile. Um, one of the things that landed me in Central States Conference was the smile. Um, 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 President um, Bernard, when he, before he called, he was looking for someone to um, pastor a church, um, a couple of churches actually that were open. And um, he was out at, I believe it was Jump Zone or some activity place with his family. And he said he looked up on the wall and saw one of those big smiley faces like the Walmart with the white, the and he said, Jonathan. <laughs> and uh, my wife was online, um, and um, he inboxed her, and he asked me for, asked, you know, for my number, and I'm thinking he's just calling to, you know, because we were up at Andrews, and um, I was on flag football, and, and, and just, you know, didn't know what it was, but uh, lo and behold, it was a call to come to Central States. And um, I am so honored, um, my family and I, we're so honored um, to be here um, in a church that love us, we love back. When we moved here to St. Louis, and I'm gonna be short with it, um, um, President Bernard, of course, gave me, Elder Harris gave me your number. Um, we connected, um, and right before we got ready to leave to go back to Minnesota, we were looking for a home. And Sister Bev, she rang and said, there is a house that you need to go look at right now. And we were like, oh, you know, we need to get on this road. But we, lo and behold, we went to the house, and um, it just hit the market. Um, there were cars in the driveway. And so we kind of waited to see what was going on. We stood out there for a minute, and um, one of the young ladies said, well, the door was locked, and we stood out there, and when they drove off, I went to the house. I went to the house, and I just, I'm just said, just check, the, check the, the door handle. Before I can get my hands on the door handle, the door opened. The door opened, and I looked at my wife. I said, should we go in? No, I said, are you going in with me? That's what I said. Because she, she, she's not the one. She's not adventurous. I'm, I'm going in. And so we <clears throat> told Sister Bev and Elder Harris, who were on the, on the, in front of the house on the street, that the door was open. Sister Bev <laughs> came in the house, kicked off her shoes, <laughs> ran through the house, right, praising God for our house. <laughs> 
I was, I, was, I was so encouraged by that. I called the realtor, and I told her to take the house off the market. She said, no, I can't do that. I said, yes, you can. That's our house. Go ahead and take it off the market. That's our house. But, lo and behold, we're in that house now, and we praise God for being here. Thank God for our church members. And I'm through with this. If I didn't get a chance to visit you in your home, I want you to know that I am still here. I don't have a problem with coming to wherever. I will come to your job. I will pray over your cubicle. Ask my wife. (laughs) I will pray over your car, your children, whatever it is you need. I'm here. I'm here. And I love you guys. I thank God for you. And I'm, 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 I'm done. Can I just say, I, I may be out of line, but I just wanted to, uh, oftentimes pastoral children don't get appreciation. And I just want to appreciate our children because a lot of times. A lot of times they're uprooted, they're moved. Um, Daddy has to go and do something during the time that they want to do something or a program is going on or whatever the case may be. But I just want to say I thank God for our children, for their flexibility, for God giving us the children that he gave us because they are in ministry with us. He was called. I was called. They were called. And I just ask that you all continue to pray for our children because as your children are being attacked, our children are being attacked double time as well because of the father's calling. So we just ask that you guys continue to pray for our children. When you see them, say encouraging words, not even just to our pastoral children, but other pastoral families. Encourage their children because they go through a lot, and people don't know it. There are a lot of underhand things that happen, but God has covered our kids, and I just praise God for that. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you for always being supportive going to 52 services in one Sabbath. We just appreciate you. Amen. I did say that was the last, but the last time I was here, Elder, I thank you for introducing my family. I, said, I was sitting there, and I said, they're going to make sure that they get introduced this time, so Elder's going to take the lead. Thank you so much. But last time we were here, I was so excited to be here. It was our first Sabbath back. I was actually still in online mode, and so I was just running with it. But I want to thank God for my mom. Um, she, she has been right there with me through the ups and the downs. Even when I moved to San Diego, California, and nobody knew where I was at, <laughs> and they were watching the news to see if my name was going to scroll across. You were there for me when I came back home. You were always there. My sister Jackie, thank you so much for praying for me. I am literally here because of her prayers. She's she's singing in a group up at Andrews, and they were up at 5 o'clock, if I'm telling the story correctly, at 5 o'clock in the morning during their devotional time, praying for different situations and Lord behold, my name was amongst that prayer list that they called out every morning. I knew nothing about Adventism, wasn't thinking about the church, wasn't trying to be about the church, but God had another plan. I thank God for my um, brother-in-law, Brother Bill. Um, we don't call him brother-in-law. That's my brother. Thank God for you. We love you. Uh, my sister, my niece, amen, Ilandia, 
and her son Zion, who um, I, think, I think the last time he was here, he was trying to play the keyboard. So, so we're going to pray for him and his, um, and his ability and his ministry. Yes, right. That's right. But we love you guys. Ilandia, um, Maya, Jamaria, we love you. We thank God for you. This is two of six. Um, our, comp, our, 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 our dates um, collided with Brittany and, the, and um, JL and Olivia went to support her and what, and what she's doing. But we love you. We thank God for you. And God, God is good. Man, let's continue in our worship service right now.
It is now prayer time. This is the time where we gather our hearts and our thoughts as we approach the throne of God. A time where we lay our petitions before the feet of Jesus. We understand and know that there is a lot that's going on. God has brought us through yet another storm. A storm last night. The sirens going off, blaring, but yet we are here. Amen. And so as we gather our thoughts, as we approach God, I want you to remember in prayer um, Brother Goodrich, who um, is in the hospital at this time. Um, we want to ask God's blessing upon him. We also want to remember again the Wellington family, as we'll be memorializing Sister Wellington on tomorrow. We also want to ask that we will remember um, the Dennis family all the way up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, who um, a sudden death of um, Brother Neville Dennis. We want to remember his family. Um, we also want to just ask God's covering over our church. Um, since we've been in here, God has truly poured out his hands upon us. He's covered us. He's protected us. Uh, the enemy was busy last week, Sister Bev. Um, we thank God for you being here. Um, we thank God for just all that is going on. So as we gather our hearts and our thoughts, let's just remember that God is a very present help in the time of storm. We are praying for Sister Opal and her surgery on this coming Tuesday that God will heal and protect, that he will demonstrate his healing power over your life. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful, so privileged, and so honored to be able to come before you in this manner. Again, God, we recognize that we're not worthy but for some odd reason, oh God, you saw fit to allow us to witness this day. And so as we gather, Father God, we're asking that you will search our hearts and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we're asking you, God, that you will forgive us of our sins and help us to reflect you in everything we say and everything that we do. For it is truly our desire to be people prepared to receive you in, in, that, in that great getting up morning. So do what you do, God. Have your way today. Father, we lay before you our petitions this morning as we sing your praises, as we glorify your name. It is not I, but it is Christ that dwells on the inside. So, Father, we're asking that you will remember the Wellington family this morning. We're asking that you will cover and keep them in the midst of these difficult times. Uh, Father God, we know that you make no mistakes and that you see the end from the beginning. So we're asking your hand of love upon them at this time. We're also asking, oh God, that you will be with the Dennis family all the way in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, as they funeralize Brother Neville, oh God, we're asking that you will cover the family. We're asking that you will keep them in the midst of this trying time. We want to ask, oh God, that you will cover Sister uh, uh, Smith at this time as well, um, who is also in need of your touch who is in need of your hands of protection over her life. Lord, we want to lay before you Sister Opal this morning. 
uh, who is in need of your guidance as she uh, goes into surgery on next week. Father, go before the doctors right now. Go before the nurses right now, oh God. Pave the way in the name of Jesus. Make the crooked road straight, oh God. Let your anointing fall down right now. It's a blessing to see her in the house of worship this morning. Father, we're asking that you would just cover her and keep her. Be with her family. Be with Sister Betty. Just wrap your arms around the family. Oh God, we have members that have not been back in your house since COVID hit. We're asking, oh God, that you will lay your hands upon them as well. Father God, we don't want to speak anything negative over them, oh God. But we know that you see the end from the beginning. We don't know everybody's situation and, and everybody's circumstances. But what we do know, oh God, is that COVID is nothing to fear. We can trust you, God, and we can lean on you. You have shown us time and time again that you are faithful and that you are just and that you're true. And we love you, oh God, and we thank you. Oh, Father, we just ask that you would just cover those families. Oh, last night a storm came through. A tornado came through, oh God. We're asking that you would be with those families today. We're asking that you would just touch down right now. And that you would bring about a healing in the midst of all of the confusion. And while it may seem like devastation, oh God, let them know that you are still a deliverer. And while it seems like there's no end, let them know that you are the end of all beginnings and the beginning of all ends. Father God, you are an amazing God. You're an awesome God, and we love you, and we bless you. So we invite your presence today, oh God, to come and bless us and dwell with us. Cover us and keep us. Lead us and guide us, and we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Cover those that are suffering bereavement. Heal the land. In Jesus' name, amen.
the four resources, time, talent, temple, and treasure. God expects us to use that for his glory as well as for our own use. Now, the book of Malachi 3.10, it says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I would not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much, you won't even have room to receive it. Mm -hmm. Does anybody here need a blessing? I need as many blessings as I can get. Yes. And God has promised, if we are faithful and honest in tithe and offering, to open up the windows of heaven so much that you have to share those blessings with others. Many times we just think of blessing as money. But it could be a new house, Pastor. Could be the Lord protecting your home from that storm last night. Thank you, Lord. It could be God bringing you out of the hospital. Yes, sir. It could be God taking care of your children. Yes. It could be God blessing you with children. It could be you getting a new job. It could be a new suit. It could be a new spouse or a new friend. God has many ways of blessing us. So when we think of him opening those windows, don't just run to the mailbox looking for a check. Because God can bless you in so many ways you don't even know it. Now at the end of the year is a time where tax accountants and treasurers and people that deal with finances, they want to put the books in order and get everything squared up, right? I know that during the pandemic it's kind of tough to keep up with your funds and your finances. Maybe we got a little bit behind in our tithing offering. Maybe we had to use some tithe to pay something else. Well, now is the time to square up with God. So if maybe we got behind, let's catch up before the end of the year, and let's get straight with God. God expects us to be honest with him just like he's honest with us, Amen. right? Amen. So look at your own situation and acknowledge and be honest and say, yeah, I did use some tithing offering where I shouldn't have or I didn't, uh, wasn't honest in it. That's okay. God knows that we're sinful human beings. He knows that we make mistakes. He knows that we don't see the beginning from the end like he does. But he's a forgiving God. He's long-suffering long and merciful. So don't think about it. Just get back right with God. God expects us to give him what's right and not what's left. At this time, would our deacons come forward to lift the morning's tithe and offerings? And remember, too, you can return tithe and offering through our cash app at dollar sign T-O-P giving. Also through adventistgiving.org. And you can always return it to our treasure. Continue to be faithful in tithe and offering. God has promised, and he never breaks a promise, to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much you won't have room to receive it. Let us pray before they lift the offering. Lord, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity that we had to be faithful in returning tithe and offering. We ask that you have blessed that which will be given, that which has been given for a worthy purpose, dear Lord, of spreading the gospel message in this world. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen and amen.
Expressions of praise comes up. Will you help me just open up your mouth and glorify God? done anything for you.
something from God tonight. Listening to me on this record, I don't know what it is you're going through, but God said you can get your breakthrough tonight. Look at somebody say, I'm going to get my breakthrough tonight. Right now. Turn around behind you and say, I'm going to get an instantaneous breakthrough. Now you've been praying and seeking God and fasting, and, but when you ask God, do you really have faith that he can do it? Do you serve a God that is able? Do you serve a God that is strong and mighty? Well, if you do, can I tell you how to get your breakthrough? Say, Kirk, Kirk, how can I get my breakthrough right now? You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been through. 
this is how you can get it tonight. We could do better than that. Come on, I said we could do better than that. Come on now, we could do a little bit better than that. Oh, come on, family of God. Reach up and grab it. Come on, reach up and grab it. Whatever it is, reach up and grab it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on now. It's yours. I said it's yours. Healing is yours. Deliverance is yours. Oh, I can't get no help in here. Financial breakthrough is yours. Freedom of the mind is yours. Oh, come on, help me, help me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God is good in this place today. That's a favorite of mine. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's put our hands together for, what's that, humble expressions? Expressions of praise. I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm quick to give you a new name. Yep. <laughs> Don't play with me. I'll change your name in a minute. <laughs> Anybody else out there change folk names? I know I ain't by myself. Yep. Thank you, sister. We, we, we good. I'm just going to preach right over here today because... If somebody tell you their name, and as soon as they see it, you forgot it. Come on now. I ain't by myself. But God is good up in this place. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Uh, Tabernacle of Praise, we are at the top. I, I, I gave this testimony on, our, on the day that we were installed on the Zoom, and I just feel impressed to say it again because it just speaks to us being here. Uh, when my daughters were younger, they used to have this thing where they were, uh, when we would leave them in the car or go inside the store or whatever, you know, they were of age. They weren't toddlers now. I don't want nobody to take this the wrong way. And we didn't leave them in the car in the infants. They were a little older. They were probably about, what, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that area. And they would, they would hide, like, in the back seat. Now, you know they're in the car, but they would act like they were asleep. 
and, and we'll get in the car, my wife and I, and, and we'll look at the girls, and they laying there like they knocked out the other Carol. They just, they just laid out. And uh, they say, well, what, what, what's going on with the girls? And out of nowhere, I, you know, all at once, they'll just pop up and say, we're going to the top. They already knew, huh? Well, we're at the top. <laughs> so they, they, they knew then, but we didn't know. Amen. But we praise God for your love, your well wishes, um, the gifts. We are just thanking God that we're able to um, just be a part of the family. Um, we, we love you guys. We, I mean, this is, this is definitely a, a move of God. My wife and I, we're always talking about Tabernacle of Praise and talking about the family of God here. And, um, and we, you know, we, we, when we move to different places, we recognize that God moved us at, at, at the right time. And I'm going to be honest with you, family of God, this is the right time. I believe God is about to do something miraculous in this place. Um, we have to just keep our eyes stayed on him. Um, the one that is over it all, that see it all. We only see a little bit. We can't see what he's doing over in the, uh, on, the, on the next street. Amen. We, we don't know what God is doing in the next house. We don't know what God is doing in the next church. We don't know what God is doing in the person's life that is sitting right next to you. And so we have to just make room for God every step of the way and know that he is in charge. And so I thank God. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm, I'm forever in your debt. I just, I, just, I just know that God is going to do something miraculous in this time. It's just a blessing to look out here and see your faces. Um, I would say your smiling faces, but I'm sure you're smiling. Thank you, Sister Beth. I know you're smiling back there because you knew I was smiling back there, even though I had that mask covering all of my, all the, but you knew I was smiling, amen. Amen. I'm looking at the time, and normally we're about wrapping it up right now, but um, I'm going to go ahead and give you what God has given me. Um, so if you don't mind, if you can turn with me um, to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 3, amen. Matthew chapter 3, that's where we want to take our, 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 our spend our time today. Matthew chapter 3, we want to start with verse 13. Um, there it is on the screen, but if you have it, please stand with me once you find it. Matthew chapter 3, and we want to start with verse 13. The word of God declares that then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. 
And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. Today I want us to spend a little time as we look at the, the idea of when heavens open, when the heavens open. Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you so much uh, for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Out of all the preparing I have done, I'm still unprepared. And so I ask you, God, to now step in and do what you do. As I now decrease, that the Spirit of God may increase. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen again. You may be seated. Just read verse 16 again. It says, after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and enlightening on him. And verse 17, and as a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love or whom I'm well pleased. Um, John is at the Jordan He's baptizing. John is moving in the direction of the Spirit. John is fulfilling the call that has been placed on his life. John is, at this point in his ministry, as one would say, is taking no prisoners. John, the one that we know who is actually Jesus' cousin, when Mary, Jesus' mother, went to go visit Elizabeth, John's mother, the word of God declares that as John, as Jesus walked into the house, I mean, as Mary walked into the house, the Bible says that the babe in Elizabeth's stomach uh, jumped. Uh, One would say that John, which is that babe in Elizabeth's stomach, some would say that he, he fell prostrate. Some that say that as Jesus or as Mary walked in Elizabeth's house, that John, even, as a, even in a fetus, uh, knew that he was in the presence of royalty. But here we see John is fulfilling the calling that has been placed on his life at the Jordan River, baptizing in the water. This passage is one of few which mentions all members of the Trinity, God the Father that speaks, Jesus is physically present, and the Spirit comes down and lands upon him. All three persons of the Trinity are working independently at the same time, but yet in perfect harmony. Each person of the Trinity is divine, and yet in perfect community with one another. Uh, John, I like the way John uh, chapter 1, verse 32 and 34 puts it. He says, John, he says, and I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and, and remained on him. Verse 34 goes on to say, and have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. Uh, uh, John and uh, the, the baptized those who needed to repent of their sins and become right 
with God, but Jesus, we understand and know, was sinless. Uh, there was no need for repentance on Jesus' part. He didn't need to be cleansed and, and made right with his father, but his baptism simply fulfilled and confirmed who he was. When we falter and fumble over our first steps of faith or even after decades of a faithful walking, we can look to the life of Christ and his baptism in particular to redirect our steps. So no matter how long you've been in the church or, or, or how new you are to the church, we can still look to Jesus' baptism as to redirect us along the way. The spirit is descending like a dove as uh, has been a phrase of much controversy. But we understand and know uh, uh, that, 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 that the spirit uh, uh, shows evidence of who Jesus is. Uh, the first thing I want us to, to understand as we go through this uh, uh, three steps here, uh, uh, first thing I want us to understand as we look at uh, when heaven opens is, is that God, first God honored Jesus' humility and then and honored our humility now. Let me say it again. God honored Jesus' humility then and he's honored our humility now. What am I saying? Well, I'm saying that in Christ's humble obedience of baptism, we see God opening a way into relationship with him. His humility should be the model of our own humble attitude towards God and one another. In other words, as God honored Jesus then, God also honored us now. Jesus' baptism uh, simply signifies that Jesus was baptized as a sign of his dedication, his wholehearted obedience, and we follow in his example. Jesus' example is our example. What Jesus did ought to set us on the path to do exactly what he did. When we humbly bow before the Father in obedience, he is faithful to equip us one step at a time. That's why I said we have to be patient with each other. We have to be understanding uh, with each other because we have to realize that it takes some people a little longer to catch on than others. I don't know about you, but I had trouble reading as a child. The words just didn't seem to line up correctly. It seemed as if I struggled with reading while everybody else uh, was going through and naming the alphabets and remembering the sounds of the vowel. But, 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 but oh, little old me, I struggled through that thing. But given time, I was able to grasp hold of the concept 
Likewise, as believers in this thing called Christianity, it may take someone just a little bit longer to grasp hold. It may take someone a little bit longer to stop doing a particular thing because you have to understand that what moves me may not move you. And what I'm running from may not be what you're running from. And maybe, just maybe, I'm tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick. And tired. Some, 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 sometimes, some, sometimes, it, it may take a person a little bit longer to grasp the concept. It may take them a little longer to understand that this is not the relationship I need to be in. It may take them a little longer to realize that maybe, just maybe, I need to do something different. And so Jesus equips us one step at a time. And, and, and my steps may not be your steps. My, my, my steps, while our steps may be ordered by the Lord, uh, uh, but my steps are not your steps. So please don't expect me to walk the same way you walk or, or, or talk the same way you talk. You see, my lingo may be a little different than your lingo because there are some individuals that I, I may have to reach that, 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 that your sophistication uh, uh, may, may, not, may not work. And so God honored Jesus' humility then and he honors our humility now. Not only that, not only that, but, 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 but number two, we must understand as we, as, as, as we look at uh, when heaven opens uh, uh, that the Holy Spirit equipped Jesus then and the Holy Spirit equipped us now. I like the way Mark 1.10 puts it. It says that Jesus, uh, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven began being torn open. And the Spirit descending on him like a dove. You see, the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus plain not to overcome his sin for he was sinless, but to equip him for his work as the divine human Messiah. Uh, through Christ's baptism, the Father raised him up and the Holy Spirit equipped him. We too need to be equipped by the Holy Spirit for our earthly ministries. Uh, we need to understand that each of us are commissioned uh, by Jesus to bring the gospel to the world and to reflect the gospel by the way we live our lives as believers. Uh, in other words, uh, while my walk may be just a little bit different, while my talk may be a little bit different, uh, at the end of the day, the end goal is to direct people to Jesus. We understand and know that there are times when God will call us to do something things uh, that is a little uncomfortable, uh, that there are times uh, when God calls us to, to, to go places uh, uh, that is a little uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, um, our job, our responsibility, our mandate uh, is to always uh, lift up Jesus, no matter how lovely the day may be, uh, no matter how the struggles may show up. Uh, at the end of it all, uh, we are to reflect Jesus and Jesus alone. How many of you know you can still smile in the midst of your struggles? 
How many of you know that you can still give God praise when the lights get turned off? How many of you know that you can still call him my Lord even when your friends run out on you? How many of you know that you serve a God that will stick closer to you than any brother, any mother, any sister, any cousin, any family member? How many of you know that no matter where you are on this thing called life, you can still call on Jesus and he is the same yesterday today and forevermore and he said I will not change I can't change I don't know how to change for this is who I am I'm God all by myself and beside me there is no other the Holy Spirit simply equipped Jesus see when the heavens open up God equips you Amen. God, God equips you. And if Christ, who had no sin, had the Holy Spirit equipping him uh, to walk, uh, uh, how much more do you think uh, you and I, who are sinful, need the Holy Spirit to equip us? We need to be equipped. We need to be equipped as believers. We are sanctified, made holy, uh, one uh, obedient stride at a time. Uh, every ministry looks different. So it is important for you and I to focus, uh, 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 focus and to occasionally fast uh, uh, to ensure that we are in line uh, uh, with God. Uh, uh, we need to every now and again uh, take a pause for the cause uh, to make sure that we are in line uh, with the will of God. Uh, because the truth of the matter is you can walk so far and you can walk so long and you will find yourself that you have strayed away and you won't know where you have strayed away from. You have done it for so long and you've done it uh, 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 you've done it your way for so long and you have veered off the course. We need God to direct us, to equip us. We need the Holy Spirit to equip us, uh, 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 the work uh, uh, to equip us to do his work. God has equipped us. Uh, I, I, I like John. John's, John's baptism follows the rule uh, uh, of the Jewish uh, uh, mekvah. In other words, the full immersion in natural water. In other words, when Jesus arises from the water, John sees the heavens open or they tore apart. In other words, the Greek root word used here is arumas. In other words, which simply means the sky or, or outer space or, or our place where God dwells. In other words, when John uh, saw the heavens open up, he was literally seeing uh, uh, the heavens uh, or should I say God's dwelling place. The Greek word used here in this verse comes from the term shikzo, uh, 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 which means to cleave or, or, or to rend. It's matching prophecy. It's, it's in Isaiah uh, 64 verse 1. Oh, that you would rent the heavens and come down. Uh, uh, ritzo is also used in the crucifixion of Christ uh, when the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. Uh, uh, the violent, passionate action gives us a glimpse of how much God longs to be with us. The sky ripped apart as Jesus came up out of the water. 
John, John, John's public activity does not begin until, I mean, Jesus' publicly ministry doesn't really begin until Matthew chapter 4, uh, verse 17. Uh, the chapter prior to uh, Matthew 4, verse seven, uh, 17, simply establishes Jesus' identity as God's agent who public activity uh, commissioned in 417, uh, uh, Matthew 4, 17, and acts God's will and his reign. You see, by the time we read Matthew chapter 3, Jesus had already been contextualized in God's life-giving, ruling activity amongst Israel and the nation. By the time we get to Matthew chapter 3, we see here that the divinely commissioned from the conception of the manifest of God's saving presence. In other words, in other words, when we get when we get to Matthew uh, uh, chapter 3, uh, we see here the born uh, born of Mary. Uh, he was born of Mary, threatened by numerous kings. Uh, Herod, when we get to Matthew here, he, he already, uh, there, there were some things that was already going on, neglected uh, uh, by the Magi, neglected uh, by Jerusalem leaders, protected by Joseph, attested by scriptures. Uh, he was guided by God and witnessed to John. Uh, we see here that this chapter have established Jesus as God's anointed agent. So when when we read Jesus uh, here as the sky is opening up, um, it's simply testifying, it's simply reminding us uh, that this Jesus right here, that this Jesus right here is the Jesus that was sent, uh, the Jesus that was already established. Uh, this man right here that you are witnessing is not just an average man or a normal man, uh, but this right here is the son uh, of the living God. Uh, so as you approach him, uh, we understand that these signs uh, that we we're witnessing them lets us know that this is not a, 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 a natural phenomenon because there is no other time where the sky opened up and the spirit of God dropped down and landed on somebody's head and then there was a voice that comes from heaven declaring that this is my son in whom I am well pleased simply establishing letting all of those that are in his midst that this man right here is the one that you've been waiting for but Oh, how many times uh, do they miss the fact uh, that this same Jesus, uh, the one that they've been waiting for, uh, the one that they've been fasting for, uh, the one that they've been praying about, uh, the one that they've been longing for has now showed up uh, in their midst uh, and they missed it. They missed it. And so Jesus comes, uh, 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 Jesus comes and he says, uh, I need you to baptize me. You see, John's baptizing activity provides the occasion in which Jesus expresses this, uh, uh, this commitment and this confirmation of his identity. In other words, when John baptism uh, of him, a repentance called people to a way of life that expresses commitment to God. But this baptism occurs in the Jordan. In other words, the river that the people of Israel, God's children had crossed. In other words, they entered into a new communal life to be shaped by God's will instead of oppressive Egyptian power and punitive wilderness wandering. In other words, by Jesus stepping into the Jordan to be baptized, it simply signifies that there is a new way of doing things. Now are we not being baptized with water? 
water, but you will be baptized with water and fire. Now, now, now there is a new order of the day. Now, now as Jesus is setting the stage and Jesus is showing them that this is a new day, that there will now be new power because Jesus had to remind us uh, down the, uh, uh, go, going down the road a, a little bit. Uh, he tells the disciples, uh, he said, it's imperative uh, uh, that I leave uh, because if I don't leave, uh, then the Holy Spirit can't come. Uh, so you have to understand that now we're being uh, baptized by not just water, but we're being baptized by the power of the living God. Uh, so when the heavens open up, uh, we understand that we are entering uh, into a new place, uh, that there is something greater that God is calling us to. So Jesus and John, they have this conversation. They have this conversation, the conversation between John and Jesus, uh, uh, which is missing from Mark and Luke. Uh, but but, but uh, uh, Mark and Luke clarify the significance of Jesus' baptism. Uh, uh, John protests uh, that Jesus presenting himself uh, for baptism. The narrative does not account for how John recognizes Jesus to be that person, since subsequently he does not seem to know for sure who Jesus is. But as Jesus approaches, Jesus shows up on the scene. But yet John, why are you asking me to baptize you? I need to be baptized of you. How is it that you being who you are, asking me uh, to baptize you, Jesus imposes his authority with his demand for immediate baptism. Uh, he follows this with an explanation. In other words, the verb fulfill, uh, because Jesus said we have to fulfill uh, 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 the righteousness. Uh, four times uh, previously in Matthew uh, signals that the circumstances of Jesus' life accord with the enactment. Jesus, I mean God's will. In other words, Jesus' baptism expresses his commitment to live God's will, which we must do as well. Matthew 1 means being, uh, his, Matthew Simmons says, I mean being the agent of God saving presence. In other words, John's baptism, uh, Jesus' baptism signifies his commitment to an act of faithfully to his God. This is not just a baptism that we're witnessing here. This is a statement that Jesus is making because we understand and know that Jesus didn't need to be baptized. But what Jesus needed to do and what he had to do uh, for your sake and my sake uh, was set the stage uh, so that you and I will know that if Jesus had to go through the way of the water, then what make me think uh, that I can bypass the way of the water? Everything Jesus did, uh, he did it to show us uh, uh, the example, to let us know that, 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 that just as he did it, you and I must do it also. Well, why do you think he washed the disciples' feet? Uh, why do you think he took the towel and knelt down and began to wash feet? Why? To show humility, to let us know that if Jesus would bend down and kneel down and wash the feet of his disciples, how much more do you and I need to follow suit of humility? 
Next thing, next thing we see here as we look at when the heavens open up, that the father, the father encouraged his son. Uh, and then, uh, and just like he encouraged his son then, uh, he encourages us today. Uh, the Bible says here in Matthew 3.17, and a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. In other words, God agrees. God confirms. Confirms Jesus' identity and commitment by sending the, 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 the empowering spirit and declaring Jesus' identity. The climax of the scene is not the baptism itself, but the vision and the audition that Jesus encounters as he comes up out of the water. I'm reminded as a child of some friends and my brothers and cousins and I, we were walking across a what we call in Indianapolis um, Fall Creek. Uh, uh, it was on a good cold winter day um, and the ice had frozen over and, and I remember my brothers and, and, and my sister and, 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 and some cousins and my, we walked across the ice and the water, well the ice was already shaky so you would have thought that common sense would have kicked in and said the ice is not as solid as you think it is uh, and maybe, maybe you need not walk across uh, this ice uh, but it, uh, we, we went across the water anyway, the ice anyway, but on the way back uh, I think it was my brother James uh, uh, that said uh, would have had a bright idea and he said the one that make it back on the other side first is pretty. Now I know about you but as a little boy I wanted to be pretty. Come on somebody. And so all of us on that ice uh, we began to run uh, and as we began to run uh, the ice began to break uh, and as the ice began to break uh, one by one None of us knew how to swim, but one by one, we went down in the water, and folk dropped in the water, and as the ice began to break, as I tried to pull myself up, the ice broke again, and my cousin David, as he went down, I don't know, I looked up, and the heavens opened up, it was like the clouds rolled back, and it was as if the sun came out, and I reached down in the water, and I pulled David up out of the water, and helped him on the ice and we all made it to the other side I don't know about you but when the heavens open up there is joy there is a life that lets me know that God is still on the throne Remember, as we ran home, uh, uh, knocked on the door, our hands were frozen. I couldn't grab the doorknob. All we could do was kick the door, and my mama opened the door. Amen. She had no idea uh, that, you know, when the heavens open up, uh, God protects the foolish. Uh, because as she opened the door and let us in the house, uh, she had no idea that her babies were almost taken out the game uh, when the heavens open up. You see, the heavens open. God shows his face. He sent down power. Amen. And I believe on that day uh, that when the heavens open up uh, out there on Fall Creek, uh, that the heavens opened up, uh, that the spirit of God came down. Uh, and for some odd reason, he used me to pull David up out that water. So the heaven opened and the Bible talks for divine revelation. Jesus sees the spirit descending on him from the heavens. 
the dwelling place of God. God's re, uh, 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 God, uh, a representative Jesus, uh, his, his expressions of commitment by equipping Jesus for ministry. The spirit comes on various biblical figures uh, throughout the scripture. We see here in Ruth, uh, we, we, we see that Ruth uh, uh, 1, 16, uh, Ruth had said, uh, uh, entreat me not to leave thee uh, or to turn from following after thee. Uh, for whither thou goest, I will go. Uh, and whether thou lodgest, I will, I will lodge. Uh, thy people shall be my people and thy God shall be my God. Uh, when the heavens open up, God declares uh, a new thing. Uh, God declares a new time. Uh, when the heavens open up, God declares his power. The spirit comes upon us all. Uh, uh, just ask Moses. As Moses was tending sheep, uh, the spirit fell upon him. Ask David. Come here, David. Uh, when the spirit fell on him, uh, he said, Goliath, you're nothing. Goliath, you're just a mud dog. Uh, Goliath, oh, you means nothing. How you going to come against my God? Uh, oh, oh, Goliath showed up. But the spirit fell on David. Uh, the spirit fell, 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 fell on Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego. How else were they able to stand against the king? Uh, how else were they were able to speak up for what they knew was right? Uh, it wasn't by their own power, but the heavens opened up uh, and the spirit came down. Uh, just ask Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, uh, the heavens opened up. Uh, the spirit came down uh, and fell on David. That's how David was able to hang out with lions. Uh, how David was, I mean, how how, how Daniel was able to hang out with lions and, and, and sleep with, the, with them like pillows. The spirit is imagined as a dove. Just as the scripture or the spirit hovering over the waters of creation suggests a new act of creation. So when the spirit comes down, this is a new thing. Uh, this isn't a normal thing. This isn't an everyday occurrence here. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Make no mistake about it, my brothers and sisters, uh, that the spirit has fallen. That when the spirit comes down, uh, that there is a new way of doing things. Uh, no more am I trapped uh, in my old way of thinking because the spirit has come down no more am I entangled in the same relationship because the spirit has come down no more am I trapped in my own appetite because the spirit has come down no more will my addictions hold me captivity why because the spirit has come down Jesus understood that the spirit had come down he saw it Amen. Uh, uh, three important things, and I'm going to get out your way here. Three important things are happening uh, in, this, in, in this scripture. First thing we see that God is confirming Jesus is his son, which in ancient times was a terminology used to affirm kings. In other words, this act affirmed his sonship, but it also affirmed that Jesus is the king of kings or the king of the Jews, that he is the savior of the world. It also affirms him uh, in Isaiah as the Prince of Peace uh, and his lordship uh, at the right hand of God uh, who will sit on his throne. Uh, this right here lets us know uh, that God is affirming Jesus. Uh, and just like he has affirmed Jesus, uh, I just want somebody to know uh, that he has affirmed you to um, that there are no weapons formed against you uh, that shall prosper. Why? Because God had opened up the heavens uh, just for you. Uh, it's not for your neighbor. 
It's not for your brother. It's not for your sister. But it is for you. God had opened up the heavens just so he can declare his righteousness in your life. Jesus is our Lord. Not only that, uh, but the second thing here we see, uh, uh, the second thing is that, 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 that it connects Jesus to Isaiah 42, which simply says, Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, and him, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. Right here we see uh, that God affirms Jesus, uh, that God lets us know right here in this instance, in this moment, in this baptism, that this is the one that we can lean on, that this is the one that, 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 was, that was spoken of by Isaiah. Not only that, not only that, but... But we see here finally that this phrase, uh, with him I am well pleased, uh, it, it brings God's compassionate heart to the forefront. Oh yeah. It brings God's compassionate heart uh, uh, to the forefront. Uh, uh, this is his only son. And this significant moment in biblical history lets Jesus know that his father is now and forever pleased with him. Now, I don't know about you, but, but, but if the truth be told, I, 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 you know, I, I, and I hate to admit, uh, uh, but I struggle uh, with trying to find just one good moment where I can say that my daddy was proud of me. Now, I'm not saying my daddy didn't love me. I'm not saying that my daddy didn't care for me. But I'm trying to find an honest moment in my relationship with my daddy where I can say my dad was proud of me. And I can attest to you today that there may be many of us out here that struggle with that whole idea of daddy being proud of them. But, 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 but here we see that as the heavens opened up and, and Jesus hears the voice of his daddy saying, this is my son uh, and whom I am well pleased. Uh, all of these things show us that the father's heart, uh, it lets us know that he is unfathomable. In other words, in his love for us, uh, scripture simply says uh, that he searches for us. Uh, he shields us. Uh, he defends us. Uh, and he encourages us. Uh, and though a mighty God, uh, he comes incredibly close uh, to our daily situation. We are never alone uh, through his sacrifice uh, we can live in a in the presence of of the almighty uh, because of what jesus did uh, it's not because of what i've done but it's because of what jesus did uh, and jesus life uh, it set the tone uh, for how i ought to live uh, oh i wish i had uh, just about two or three witnesses in here that understands uh, that there is a day uh, that will come uh, that there is a day uh, that john says in Revelation 19, uh, he said, and I saw the heavens open uh, and behold a white horse uh, and he that sat on that up upon that horse uh, was called faithful uh, and he was called true uh, and in righteousness he does judge uh, and make war. I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, uh, but I look for that day when Jesus uh, will crack the sky. I look for that day when he calls me to that earth made new. Um, I look for 
for that time when Jesus says, come on up a little bit higher. You've been faithful over a little things. I want to make you ruler over many. Oh, I wish I had a little help right there. I can't wait for Jesus to do a great thing in me, to do a new work in me. I don't know about you, but I look for that day where Jesus calls me to that place. I love the way Matthew 25, 31 says. It says that when the Son of Man come, he will come in his glory and all the holy angels with him. And he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will gather together. He will be, he will separate uh, and he will put those on the left uh, and those on the right. Uh, he will separate the sheep from the goat. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to be a sheep uh, in God's army. I want to be able to be called by him. I want to be able to be seen by him. Uh, come on with me a little bit closer because I just want to leave you with this one thing right here that God uh, is a true God uh, and that he understands us better than we know ourselves uh, that Christ is faithful uh, to avenge the death of the martyrs uh, that God will not allow anything to go unpunished uh, I don't know about you but his baptism uh, it speaks to his faithfulness uh, his baptism speaks to his commitment his baptism reminds us uh, that there is a greater way to go uh, that there is a better hope uh, that there is better joy uh, that there there is a God uh, that we can call on uh, in the midst of trouble. Uh, even as a child in Fall Creek, uh, I didn't know God. Uh, I had no idea about God. Uh, but what I do know uh, that God knew me, uh, that God had me on his mind. Uh, although I wasn't living the life of Christ, uh, although I wasn't living the life of righteousness, uh, God saw me. Uh, he saw me now. Uh, back then, uh, he had a plan. He already paved it out. Uh, that's why I believe uh, that God has brought me to this place. Uh, oh, can I end with this right here? I know I said I was going to end two minutes ago, uh, but I'm really going to end with this right here because I can't end without encouraging you with the hearts of God. Uh, I can't leave you without encouraging your mind. Uh, I can't leave you without letting you know uh, that if we but seek ye first uh, the kingdom of God uh, and all of his righteousness, uh, then everything that we desire, uh, that everything that we look for uh, will be added unto to you because Thessalonians reminds us uh, that the Lord his God uh, that the Lord our God will ascend from heaven with the thump, with the shout with the archangel and he said that the dead in Christ uh, they will rise first uh, that's why Elder Wellington uh, we don't weep like everybody else uh, that's why we don't worry like everybody else uh, because God already have a plan in place uh, God already have a plan in place uh, God already know what we need uh, before we're in need of it uh, and if the Holy Ghost can just let me go just about two more minutes. Uh, I just want to let you in on something uh, that God already got your plan. Uh, he already got your future laid out. Uh, you just got to let go and let God. Uh, oh Lord, just touch him right now. Uh, look to your neighbor and say, God got it no matter what you're going through. Uh, God got it no matter what's happening right now. Uh, I look to my left and I look to my right uh, and I realize that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because God has opened up the heavens up and God has shown me his glory God has let me know of that I already got you why are you trying to figure it out I've already worked it out if I can just get two or three people that don't mind trusting God and let God be God because he knows better than I do he see me in the midst of the days he see me 
when everybody else have turned on me. He watches over me when I can't watch over myself, when I was too foolish to do the right thing. God had already laid the foundation. That's why I can walk with righteousness and walk in the glory of God. Oh, I wish I had two people that don't mind letting their glory be made known, that don't mind the righteousness of Christ to be made known through them. I'm trying to let it go up, but I just can't seem to drop the mic up. Why? Because he's been good to me. Why? Because he's better than that. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. Oh, he's better than good. He's gooder than good. He's my God and my friend. And I love him. I love him. Oh, I love him. Why? Because he first loved me. I'm trying to let it go up, but I can't let it go up because he's good like that. He's better than me than I've ever been to myself. Strung out on drugs and he never let me go. Strung out. He never gave up and he never ran out on me. When everybody else kicked me to the curb, my God, my God, my God, my God, he never turned on me. He never sold me out, but he sold me up when I was broken up, when I was torn open up. He mend me. He's been there, always been there. He's always been there. He's always been there. He's always shown me his mercy. When I didn't have good sense. When I knew I shouldn't go. When I knew I shouldn't hang out with him. God says, since you're so slow in your thinking, son, let me just help you out a little bit. So God will place individuals in my path and in my life to let me know that you don't have to go that way. I have a couple friends I still connect with to this day. Remember, I was about to go and hang out with another group of friends, and I ran into them. This is God. This is God. This is God. I said, John, what you doing? I said, I'm about to go hang out with such and such. They said, no, man, come hang out with us. We're about to go over here and, and see brother so-and-so. Okay. Let's go. Later on that evening, we get word. All but two of them went to jail. I could have been right there with them. Because my mind was set on going to hang out with my friends. But God placed people in my life. I don't deserve any of this, but for, for whatever reason, Whatever reason. I don't know why he loved me. 
I don't know why he cared. But I'm so glad that he sacrificed his life. I don't know why. I don't know why he chose people. Hey. There's somebody out there that God is saying is today is your day. The heavens are open right now. The heavens are open right now. And just like he snatched me out of Fall Creek with no swimming skills whatsoever, he wanted wanted to snatch you out of this sinful way of life. Today is your day. I don't know who you are. But I cannot end this time together without giving somebody an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. To allow the spirit to come down and ascend on your head and in your life. And do a new thing. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Today is your day. Today is your day. I thank God for not giving up on me. I thank Him. I should be dead. I have family here that can attest. truth of the matter is I believe that's why they drive all the way around the world to support me because they understand and know where I've come from and to see me here is worth the drive is there one
again for your Holy Spirit. As always, God, we pray that something was said, something was done that drew hearts and minds to you. It's not about I, but it is Christ on the inside. Thank you so much for what has transpired in this sanctuary. Govern us and cover us as we depart from this place, but never from your presence. Forgive us again of our sins. Cleanse us, we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen and amen again. I'm going to invite the praise team to come back up as they sing us out. Please remain seated until you're ushered out by the ushers. Thank you. God bless you.
Thank <laughs> you.